Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? Two things. Go Birds, go Phils. The Eagles win against the Cards. Phillies win against the Cards in a shocking upset that I did not see happening in a million years. On top of that, they also took game one from the Braves. Something I did not see happen happening in a million years. Now, the only thing that would need to happen to make me say, well, this is the year again, is if, you know, if, if the Phillies do, again, continue to play well, and one of them comes out in an underdog mask, I think that that's, that's where I just die. That'd be a bold move. Can't lie to you. Very bold, but would it get the city hype? If Nick Castellanos came into the game with a dog mask, like came out into the field with a dog mask in Philly, oh, Lord. Do you think that Nick Foles would allow him to be BDN 2.0? Because that's what all that's all I've been seeing on Twitter all day today. If he keeps it up. Yes. And again, the guy had an incredible game today, so nothing but positive things to say about him. Uh, Bryce Harper had a nice game, too. That is the thing with baseball. You can have a terrible year and turn it on in the postseason, and you are good. Also, you can have unheard of heroes. Think think about it this way. Edmundo Sosa comes out of nowhere in game two, hits a go-ahead home run, something like that. That is something that's possible. And I feel like every year when a team does go deep, they have that one storyline where a guy comes out of nowhere and is, you know, the guy. Whether it's like a, a homegrown call-up or a mid-season trade. That, like, yeah, yeah. What? Like who never, who barely has any experience or whatever, just something crazy. Um, but yeah, man, um, the middle of the lineup looked good in game one. Um, we'll talk about the Cardinal series first, and then we'll get into game one of the, uh, the Atlanta game. Um, but yeah. And then not, not expected at all. No, no. And then uh, we, we are going to talk about the birds before we talk about the fills. Yep. Tough game. It was tough game. It, It, you know, it seemed like they started to struggle a little bit in the second half, I would say. Uh, It let them come back. Seemed like the Cardinals were moving. Didn't something just didn't look right. And Chip and I were talking earlier. And uh, it got a lot, a lot of perspective. I think the Eagles are still a great team, but this is the week. This week matters more. Yep, this is the week you've been waiting for, man. I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> Preach. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I think there is one thing that any NFL team's fan base, except for the Dallas Cowboys and possibly even some of the Cowboys fans themselves can say. Mm. They all hate the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, man. This is the week. This is the week that most people probably had circled. 
Dallas week at home. I mean, listen, Dallas is playing well. They're 4-1 without Dak. Their defense has played really well. Uh, they haven't scored a lot of points, but, again, they haven't really needed to with their defense. So it's going to be a tough test for the Eagles. Um, and we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Sunday night. <laughs> And, you know, we got so much going on, too. I know the Sixers preseason's happening. We don't really have much to talk about with them right now just because of how much we've been focused on the Birds and the Phillies. As the season actually begins, I think we're going to get into them more, obviously. But for right now, there's just playoff baseball and big games for the Eagles, and they're 5-0. and And, I mean, come on, are you not watching them? Are you, are you just not watching them? Is that yeah, not where your attention is? Eagles are, the, Eagles are 5-0 and for the first time since 2004. Phillies are in the playoffs for the first time since 2011. So, you know, it's a lot to focus on right now. Kind of hard to get into the Sixers. I, I, you know, I did watch the highlights. I didn't watch the game of the Cleveland game from two nights ago, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Maxie, Maxie's looked good and, you know, some of the new additions have looked good as well. But, yeah, it's kind of hard to focus when two teams or two other teams are playing so well right now. All right. At that point, I think I've touched upon everything that we're going to discuss today, so I got nothing left. What you say, Chippe? Cue the rock music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. Get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. That was five times. Birds. They're five and up. Great. And it's Dallas week. So we have a lot to talk about. Yep. This game was a lot different than the ones we've seen previous. I mean, I, I don't know. It seemed like they were able to move, and then that just stopped. And then defensively, it was questionable. And there's just a lot of moving parts this week. So, yeah. what do you think was the biggest difference this week? I mean, thank God they uh, they missed that field goal. But yeah, you can, if if you are the team that puts the game on the line to a kick, you still deserve to lose. And that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, you know. Listen, Cardinals did a nice job uh, defensively against the Eagles. Um, you know, the Eagles started off really well. Um, you know, they had that interception to start the game. Um, and then they went down and scored. Uh, Jalen Hurts had two rushing touchdowns. Um, in my opinion, he looked good passing the ball as well. He did have a pick, but again, you know, it was just a nice play by the defensive back. Uh, you know, I'm not really worried about it. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they did a nice job in the second half, especially, um, Eagles ran a lot of quick passes, you know, kind of screen things. I'm not a huge fan of that, but I guess they saw something in film, uh, during the prep that week that they decided that, you know, they should run more of those. Um, some of them worked, some of them didn't, um, but there was a lot of them and on the Cardinal side too, it was weird. It was just a weird game in general. Um, I think I thought both defenses played really well. 
Um, Eagles defense kind of was giving up a lot of chunk plays. Um, but, you know, they only scored 17, you know, and they got lucky at the end, obviously. So it was definitely, you know, it was a good game played by both teams. And, um, you know, we just got we got lucky. And uh, they, they fortunately missed the, the game winning field or game tying field goal. Um, so, you know, it was just uh, it was a well-played game defensively and just a weird, in my opinion, just a weird game offensively. Yeah, it, it was one of those games where it got a little too close for comfort and you're sitting there like, oh, God, I really don't know how this game's going to end. Yeah, and, and another thing, like the Eagles need to do a better job of, you know, they're definitely a first-half team so far this season. Uh, they need to do a better job of continuing, you know, that hot start. Because uh, we've seen the Eagles, you know, come out in the first half and score 24 points and then not score again. So they definitely need to, you know, keep their foot on the gas pedal uh, offensively. I thought, they've, I thought they've, they've done a great job defensively all year. Um, but offensively, I think the offense needs to keep it, keep it in high gear going into the second half as well. Cause we've seen, you know, these last couple of weeks we've seen, we haven't seen the Eagles score a lot in the second half and a team like Arizona who does well in the second half, you know, they almost came back and beat you. So uh, just something to fix. And, you know, um, one of the many things that the Eagles are going to look at and continue to try and fix. So looking offensively, the one thing that I, Notice that I don't understand why they didn't do more. It didn't seem like they were passing the ball deep very often against a secondary that struggled quite a lot this year. So what what do you think was the difference in the game plan going into this game? And why was that? Like I said, I think, I just think looking at the film from the previous week, they had to have seen something where they liked the short pass, the kind of screen game. I'm not, again, I'm not a huge fan of it, but you know, they had a game plan. They went with it. They stuck to it. Um, so, you know, I'm not a huge fan of it, but again, they saw something, um, and they, they wanted to try and attack it. So the only time they really went down the field was to Goddard. Um, there wasn't a lot of deep plays to the receivers. I know Devontae Smith had a bunch of catches, but again, most of them were kind of that short pass screen game. Um, AJ Brown had a couple catches in there. Uh, but no, not, no huge stat lines. Um, I don't know. It was just probably the game plan, and and they stuck to it. And um, should they have passed more downfield? Sure, but they went with what they thought was right. Yeah, I, I understand that there's a game plan, but let's not act like the Cardinals have the best defense in the world. Yeah. I don't see why you would do that as much, especially as you said, if it started to die and it wasn't working anymore, why are you continuing to do it? And that goes more towards the lack of making adjustments. Now they still were able to pull off the dub. So I'm not sitting here angry, but there are better teams who could have taken advantage of that more. Well, the thing is too, it's not like the offense was stagnant. Like they were still moving the ball pretty decently. Mm -hmm. uh, they were running, they were running the ball efficiently. I thought they should have ran the ball more, in my opinion, because they had the lead. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were still moving the ball pretty pretty effectively, so there was no real reason to make any big changes. Um, but yeah, I, I thought they should have passed down the field a little bit more. Um, and like you said, there's, there's going to be better teams. You know, nothing against the Cardinals. They're they're you know they're a solid team. 
Um, but yeah, for sure. So they, they definitely got to do a better job of, you know, mixing up the play calls and again, kind of keeping their foot on the gas pedal going into the second half. So let's talk going into, first off, I want to say Dicker, the kicker. Thank you. Huge. Yep. Came up huge for him. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Came up huge. Uh, Had two, uh, two big field goals, Uh, you know, looked good and, you know, Thank you to Dicker the Kicker. I'm going to use that as much as possible because that's all that everyone who I saw this weekend said. Yep. So going against Dallas, let's get into our game preview. I hate to admit it, but their defense seems kind of uh, kind of legit this year. Yeah. Sure. What is the plan of attack in your eyes? Obviously, it could differ, but what, what do you see that the Eagles would have to do effectively to take advantage of whatever holes that you can see the Cowboys have right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, they've did really well. Um, I think they got to – I think the Eagles got to run the ball. I mean, I, I, I think in any situation where you're playing a good defense, you know, running the ball is only going to help. Um, and the Eagles are one of the best running teams in the league. Um, you know, even if Jordan Mailata doesn't play, which they're saying he, he might, which is a great, a good sign. Uh, they still have a really good offensive line as well. So I think running the ball, just starting it off with running the ball is only going to help them. And then, you know, you can go from there. Um, but, you know, in, in, in the past game, you know, just take what they can give you, take what they give you. Um, you know, kind of spread the ball around like we've seen before. Um, you know, don't just focus on one guy. Um, and, you know, listen, as good as Trayvon Diggs is, you know, being a ball hawk, he's not the best in coverage. So, you know, you're going to get open looks with A.J. Brown. You're going to get open looks with Devontae Smith. You're going to get open looks with Dallas Goddard. So, you know, take what they give you. And the biggest thing will always be, for me, is running the ball. So uh, with the pass rushing ability – and guys like Micah Parsons out there, do you see them lining up with additional players out there, additional tight ends to get more blocking in? They definitely, they could. Um, they definitely might do some, you know, two or three tight end sets. Uh, Cause I know they like uh, having Jack Stahl out there to block. And I, I know they like uh, Calcaterra as well. So yeah, you're definitely gonna see all three of the tight ends be out there at times. Uh, you could see them all in the same play. So yeah, they're definitely going to switch up their looks and, and give them uh, a couple different looks you know, that, that they're going to go at. So, yeah, you're definitely going to see, uh, you know, most of the tight ends, you're not going to see, you know, extra offensive linemen come in unless it's like a short yardage situation. situation. Um, but, yeah, you're definitely going to see all three tight ends be, be utilized uh, in the blocking game. Defensively, I don't know what it is about Cooper Rush, but he's been able to play really well. What do you – what's the defensive game plan? Well, stop the run. Um, if you can stop the run, then you're going to force Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush to pass. Um, and he didn't, you know, especially in the Rams game this past week, you know, he didn't really pass that much. Uh, they were effective in the run game. They were able to get Zeke and Tony Pollard both going. Um, and that's how they moved the ball. I mean, they only scored 19 points or 22, 22, sorry. But yeah, um, you know, if you can stop the run, then you're going to force Cooper Rush to pass. And 
um, you know, I think the Eagles have an advantage when, you know, you're forcing them to pass with, with Darius Slay, with James Bradbury, hopefully with Maddox coming back. I don't know if not, you know, it's not a big deal, but, um, you know, CD Lamb's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But I, if you force Cooper Rush to pass, I like the Eagles a little bit better. You see Zeke being more of the bell cow and Tony Pollard being able to break out for long runs. Do you think that the defensive line is going to be able to hold them to minimum gains with the way they I played think, this year? I think they can, uh, especially with, you know, they're giving every game. It seems to me they're getting Jordan Davis more and more involved. You know, they're, they're giving him more snaps. So, you know, I think if Jordan Davis is in there, uh, he's been, he's been great against the run so far this season. Uh, and I think if you continue to, um, you know, work him in more and more and get him more snaps as the season goes on, it's only going to help you. So, you know, if he's in there and, uh, you know, he's able to do what he does against the run and, you know, with our other guys too, you know, it's not just him, it's, you know, Milton Williams and, and obviously Fletcher Cox and, and Hargrave. So I think those guys are up for the task for sure. Um, but it's going to be big. It's going to be, it's going to be big for, for them to stop uh, Zeke and Pollard. Well, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you got CD Lamb out there. Uh, Gallup's yep. back, right? Gallup's back. Uh, Cooper Ruff love, loves his guy Noah Brown, so he's always a threat as well. Um, they have weapons this year, so it, yeah. it's it's a game that look. The Eagles have to go in and be ready for a tough team, and they really have to take this if they want to be successful in this division. And so far, they've proven that they can go and win even the tough games and they really need to, they need to take this, this one to the house, man. I, I am hell bent on them winning this weekend. Yeah. If they can stop the run, if they can get some pressure on, uh, on Cooper rush and it, it might be Dak, um, Dak might be ready to play. Who knows? Uh, we don't, we don't know anything yet. Uh, they, the Cowboys are saying he's day to day. So he might be out there on Sunday. Really? Night. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. So, but either way, either way, stopping the run and, and, and getting some pressure on whoever's a quarterback is only going to help. Well, that changes things a little bit. Yeah, it does. It does for sure. So, but we don't know anything yet. We'll find that out probably uh, Friday and or Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. If he, if he can practice this week, um, that's going to be the telling sign. All right. I don't have anything to add other than I am extraordinarily nerve-ridden. This is usually the most fun week, yet the most nerve-wracking week. Yeah, you definitely want to take this one, man. Uh, at home, you know, last couple of years we've struggled against the Cowboys, and, you know, this year we've started off so well. So you definitely want to, you know, take care of business against your division rival. All right, let's break the huddle, and let's walk it off. The Phillies. First, I want to say, Chip, you have been preparing for an angry ramble since the middle of September? Yeah. And you almost had reason for once a day, but let's not get to that right now. Oh, boy. The Cardinals... That rally 
came out of the blue. Yeah, I mean, listen, game one, the offense couldn't get anything going. And then the ninth inning, I mean, I, I don't even know. It was just... Like, when Hoskins struck out to begin the inning, I'm like, okay, this game's over. Then Real Muta gets on. And then Harper walks. Then Castellanos walks. Then they hit Bone. I've never seen someone so happy to be hit by a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he gets hit, starts clapping. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I don't know what's going on, but I, I still was having my doubts at that point. It was 2-1. to one, Bases were loaded, one out. And then Gene. Gene. Gene, the hitting machine. Comes up. Hits it the other way. I, I, I don't know. I thought he, I thought the second baseman got it, but he didn't. And I saw it roll to the outlet. I'm like, there's no way. And then at first I thought one run scored. I'm like, oh, it's tied. But two runs scored. I'm like, wait a minute. Did we just take the lead? So that's 3-2, and then I think it was, yeah, Sosa came in for Boehm. He pinch ran for him. Uh, And then Marsh hit that ball to Arenado, who is automatic over there, by the way. Goes right past his glove, scores two more. So it's 5-2. And then Schwarber hits a sack fly. And it's sixth. And then, you know, obviously they scored one in the ninth, but we were able to hold on. I mean, that was, it, you know. And I ever a stat. It was the first time in MLB history where a team wins the ninth with, or uh, where a team scored six runs in the ninth inning to win. I mean, that's that's insane. The first time ever. So, and, and Zach Wheeler was great in that game. You know, obviously Alvarado gave the two-run shot, but, um, you know, and then Eflin gave up the one in the ninth. But it was too little too late at that point. I mean, it was just, it, it was that, well, that inning. Was a, the second game was a NOLA game. Second inning was NOLA. He was he was phenomenal as well, and then the bullpen was able to shut the door. You know, pitching wise, they were really really good. Other than that one mistake by Alvarado, they were flawless. And the hey, offense. Look, pitchers are going to make mistakes occasionally yeah. too. So when yeah. you see a donut on the scoreboard, look, Alvarado's had a good year. As yeah. much as you know, you're angry at him at that point in time. You, you can't really fault him at that point. And it was barely a home run, too. It just went over the left field fence right by the foul pole. So, yeah. looking now, let's fast forward to today. Phillies play the Braves, and they came out and played baseball. Yes. They played with contact, get yep. on base, move the runners. Bunts. Listen. I love it. If you have the synergy as a team to know when you have to do that, and from what I heard from Rob Thompson today, that's on the players to decide. If that's what's going to get them runs across the board, keep yep. it up. 
and and people people have been upset with like guys like Schwarber and Harper squaring up the bunt. I have no problem with it at all. I really don't. Harper had a had a great game nonetheless. Schwarber not so much, but I don't care. I mean, if if it takes a bunt to get you going, then do it. Because other than that, Schwarber was what zero for five. Yeah, and that, that's the thing, too. And when you're looking at those guys bunting, when they have the shift on, that's exactly what they should be doing. The exactly. more you bunt, the more experience you get bunting it, the yes. more likely you are to land it down the third base line for those lefties. And they are so far off the bag. All you have to do is dribble it slightly out of the pitcher's reach and slightly out of the catcher's reach, and you're safe even if you run a six-second 40. Yeah, just square up, the bat, square up the barrel to the bat to the ball, try to get it down the line, and – and, and see what happens. Yeah, and I, I love it. I love the bunting. I love the small ball. I love, you know, the fundamentals. Um, it, it, that that was pure old school baseball, and I and you love to see it. You really do. And people say it's boring. It's it, in my opinion, it's not. It, it it makes the game more thrilling. There's more going on. Yeah, like you're actually, it, you're more likely to score more runs. And it only helps you in the long run. So I love it. I love the I love the bunting. You know, I love the and I love that Rob Thompson is giving them freedom to make make the call. Uh, if they want to bunt, do it. And I have no problem with whoever in the lineup goes tries to square up and, and bunt it and, and try to move guy over. I, I mean, I love it. So, you know, they they played really well today offensively. Um, you know, got to Max Fruit early. You know, that's what you got to do against good pitching. You know, you got to get to them early. They had a game plan to attack them early, and they did that. You know, they, they scored two in the first, I believe, and then uh, two more in the third, I think, or whatever it was. And then two more again. Um, and then it was six – I think it was 6-1. Um, Ranger Suarez gave up a home run to Darno. You know, it was just good. It was a good, uh, good swing by Darno. Nothing you can do. Um, kind of left it in the middle middle of the plate there. Um, but, yeah, it, it was – offensively, they were they were great today. Hopefully this is the beginning of Castellanos coming, you know, kind of coming out of his slump a little bit. Same thing with Harper. Uh, if we can get Schwarber and Hoskins get, if they can get, if we can get those two guys going, uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be hard to stop because we got Bohm going right now. I mean, even at Mendo, and Mundo Sosa is playing well. You know, Matt Veerling is hitting pretty well. Brandon Marsh is hitting pretty well. So you know, when your bottom of the lineup is hitting well. You know that that's it's huge, especially in a playoff series. So if we can get the top the top two guys going, we're going to be hard to stop. Look, I I think my biggest concern right now is with Eflin, and it's just yep. I've seen him come in and struggle each time. Today gives up a three run homer to Matt Olson. I and then <sighs> Robertson's out because he strained his calf celebrating a home run. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the Robertson thing, there's nothing you can do. I mean, uh, you know, but, you know, you mean, that's just unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, with the Eflin thing, I mean, I don't really understand why he's closing games. Like, he, I know he closed the one clinching game, but other than that, he hasn't done anything to show me that he's a closer. Um, he can be a fine reliever. That's fine. But I don't think he should be closing games for you. We have, we have three or four guys that have experience closing games that in my opinion are just better right now. Like Sir Anthony today was unbelievable in his two innings that he pitched. He, he looked unhittable, you know, Alvarado, we were just talking about him despite the home run he gave up 
uh, in game one against the Cardinals. Other than that, he's been great. You know, Bilotti looked pretty good. Brogdon was horrible. Brogdon stinks. I'm done with him. Um, he struggled. He struggled the past couple of months. Who was he, he in there for? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he's. Uh, he should be on the roster. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I think, you know, Eflin should be kind of like a middle reliever guy. You know, if you need like like kind of like Bilotti. Bilotti came in in the fifth and the sixth, I believe. You know, if you want to use him in like the sixth or seventh, that's fine. But in the eighth and ninth, it should be Alvarado and, and Dominguez, in my opinion, right? At least right now, because those two guys have been uh, our best bullpen guys as of late. Well, look, you know, there's a it's it's a good situation to be in. You took one away. Yeah, that's what you need to do. If you take two, you're in the best situation you'll ever be in. Yeah. And John, taking it from John Smoltz, he thinks that the crowd is going to be like old Yankee Stadium in the 90s, was what he said. He did. <laughs> yes, he did say that. So yeah. it should be I, raucous. I agree with that statement. I think yeah. that the crowd is going to be absolute bananas. Yep. And I think, listen, when you hear Citizens Bank Park in October, you don't want to be there if you're if you're an opposing pitcher. Good luck. Yeah, and and you know John Smoltz is the perfect guy to ask because you know he's been there. You know he he's he's been a part of you know those good Atlanta teams that you know I mean they they played the Phillies in 1993 when the Phillies went to the World Series. The Phillies won that series, and and he knows you know he he went to Philadelphia. Now it was a different stadium, but it's still the same city you know you're gonna get just that raucous crowd especially after not having playoffs for 11 years uh, yeah 11 years so it's gonna be it's gonna be wild look as long as they keep playing team ball from what i saw well that, yep. how that rhymed um it's gonna be fine I think they're going to be fine. They have to just play confidently. They don't seem super nervous out there. There's a couple of guys, like you said, with Schwarber getting up there. I don't know what's going through his head. Can't speak for the guy. But even Reese Hoskins, he was struggling a little bit. But today he hit a nice double. And that, that all, that's all you need to get out of that slump. Whatever you need to get out of that funk, it, it, just do it. Like Schwarber, I don't think he's gotten a hit yet in the, in the, uh, in the postseason. But if, if that double gets Hoskins going, beautiful um you know it was a little it was a little flare to left field that you know kind of it kind of slowed up in the left fielder so he was able, he was able to get two um but yeah if, if that's what it takes to get him going that's that's great that'll be huge and then again if Schwarber can get going I mean we're gonna be tough to stop if if, if we get those two guys going especially Schwarber who is a bomb waiting to happen well I don't have anything to add to that one. I, I think it's just a lot of nerves, and there's going to be a game at Citizens Bank Park. That's that's all yep. that matters. There could be two, and I hope it's just one. Yeah, yeah, especially now. You know, if we can if we can somehow get both games in Atlanta, and then get one at home, that would be I mean that would be unbelievable. But you know, listen, Atlanta's a great team. You know, don't expect them to go away not fighting because they will. Um, you know, they're, they're the defending champions for a reason. They won 101 games, um, or 102 games, whatever it was. Um, 
and yeah, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Uh, but luckily, we got Wheeler going tomorrow, and then Nola going for uh, for the for the home game. So it should be fun. Like if the pitching if the pitching can keep this up, man, um, we, we should be we should be pretty good. Look, the Phillies are in prime position right now. They're probably gonna have Wheeler going tomorrow, Nola going on Friday. Yep. Just got to make sure that the big guys come to play. Pitching stays solid and smooth. Especially the bullpen, man. If they can keep this up, again, I know they, I know they've given up some runs, but nothing too detrimental. Um, so, you know, and, and the back end guys have been good. So, if they can keep this up, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be huge. Well, got nothing to add to that. Go Phils. Go Birds. I'll tell you what, the Phillies make me nervous. Like, they, they just can't – nothing can be easy for them. I mean, game one, they're down. They come back and win. Game two is a nail-biter the entire game. And then this game, you know, they let the Braves come back to within one. You know, they still end up winning. But, I mean, it was just – man, they're they're giving me they're, – they're taking years off my life. <laughs> As is tradition. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, man, I, I don't know. Baseball has been interesting. The playoffs have been interesting. Wildcard playoff was interesting this year. I definitely like the three-game series more than the one game. Yeah, I, I think it was good for the MLB. I think I think they got this one right. I, I enjoyed the three-game series. Uh, I know only one of them with three games, but, you know, I mean, the Cleveland series, you know, it was it was kind of a pitching duel, and then obviously the 15 innings. And then, uh, you know, the Seattle-Toronto series, you know, that was a wild comeback by Seattle. You know, the Philly series obviously was good. And then uh, the Mets-Padres, anytime the Mets lose, it's good. So, <laughs> I heard When I heard the trumpet song in, in the game today, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I do have a question for you in regard to the Mets series. When Edwin Diaz came out to that song in like the seventh inning, yeah, they were down. weren't they down four nothing at the time? Yeah, yes. Who made that decision? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess he still wanted it despite being down four. I mean, he usually doesn't come in when they're down. Um, so they're just you know, I guess they just decided to play it anyway. But they were mm-hmm. down. And uh, they lost, so that's great. So if you lose, which is highly likely when you're down four nothing that late, yes, not not impossible to come back from, but highly unlikely. Yeah, especially in the playoffs. Uh, if you lose, every fan base is going to rip on you. Yep, for a good while. Oh. Yeah. Hundred wins. So. Well, that's what's hundred wins losing the wild card. So. I love it, man. Thank God. Would you consider this a collapse this year? I I would. I would. Yes, they were up. Uh, they had the lead in the division by ten and a half games. I think I think I heard a stat today it was like the second or third largest lead, uh, division lead that that, that team blew in history of the MLB, which is great. 
to the Mets. So yeah, I would definitely consider this a collapse. Um, you know, if you if you're 100 wins and you're losing the wild card series to a team that barely got 90, or a team I don't know, I don't even know if they did get 90. Um, that's not a good sign. But they did, so that's great. All right. Well, we got I, I would definitely consider this a collapse for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. It's Always awesome. Nice. It's great. I mean, if you told me, if someone told me that the Phillies would make it farther than the Mets in the playoffs, I'd have been like, huh? But here we are. You're lying. Yeah. If, if you said that mid September, oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, we're oh. talking a few weeks ago. I didn't, I didn't even think the Phillies made playoffs in mid-September. But no, like I, I noticed a lot of like Braves fans are mad on Twitter today, and everyone was just like, "Dude, the Phillies have legitimately nothing to lose at this point." Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're like, "What do you mean by that?" It's like, like no I, one's I, I was, <laughs> Everyone's like, "I was so pissed off two weeks ago." I don't, I don't think I've seen, I've seen people. I don't think I've seen a, per, a person yet pick the Phillies to win. Like every everyone's like, oh yeah, Braves got this easy easy win. But they they literally have nothing to lose. If they lose, they lose. No one expects them to win. But if they win, then you know, yeah, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, I, I think so. this is the first time the city actually has that tempered expectation where it's like, all right, yeah, for sure. Like we're in, we made it. No one expects us to do anything, even. We don't expect to do anything, honestly, but they're playing well right now, man. All it takes is a team, one team to get hot. Doesn't matter yep. how bad your record is. You get into the playoffs, you get hot, you got a shot. Um, and we saw it with the Nationals in 2019. You know, no one expected that team to, to win it all, and they did. And so, yeah, it's it just whoever's hot. And. Hopefully they can keep this up. Yeah. Saw it with the Nationals. Saw it with the Braves last year. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That's exactly right. All right. Well, fantasy? Anything fantasy-wise? Uh, I didn't start Gabe Davis, so uh, there's that. I did start Gabe Davis in another league. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling great, honestly. You know? Not starting uh, a guy who gets 33 points in fantasy, just uh, riding on my bench. And if you had, you would have won. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm trust me. I'm I'm well aware. It would have been I, by a couple points, but I'm well aware, friend. Yeah. Uh, I'm totally not. It is unfortunately against me, and he's really mad about it. Uh, you didn't need to say that, but you know, hey, that's fine. I guess. I mean, um, see, see, the thing is, I'm going to take this one because he usually trounces me in that's fantasy not true. football. In fantasy not football, true. you, you dude, not, the last time we played in fantasy football, I think you won by 56 points. I don't. That's not true. You're, 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 you're exaggerating. It was a lot last year. <laughs> last year it was bad. I think I went 0 and 2 against you. <laughs> no, I think you beat me last year in the regular season. Uh, in the playoffs, you trounced me. <laughs> It wasn't a trouncing. I think I won by like twenty. Okay. Thanks. 
He exaggerates, folks, okay? He exaggerates. And he beat me in fantasy baseball this year. In the I championship. Didn't, I didn't say that. You did. I Yeah, well, I'm, I'm throwing it out there, okay? That did happen. Am I salty? A little bit. Am is I it salty because, Yes. Is it because uh, Max Scherzer didn't have the best game the last game of the year? It was fine, I guess, but I don't know. It's just, I mean, your team's good. I mean, uh, you know, what, what, do you, what do you want me to do? We had a pretty big trade in the middle of the season, and all of the players that we traded each other all did well. Everyone yeah. else was kind of like, eh. it, you know, it was, it was whatever. But yeah, so I lost in uh, fantasy football because I didn't start Gabe Davis, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm salty about it. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what I'm salty about? Uh, Cam Whitmore's injured, and he's not going to play until probably mid-late November. That's unfortunate. Yep. I didn't even know that. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, they'll still be fine. Yeah, I know. That's a shame. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, rip. Rip the dream, man. Rip the dream. College basketball is right around the corner. That is NBA. it is. And he's think... almost here. NBA's the NBA next is week. next week. Yeah. I think it's a week from today. So, this time next a... week, Sixers will be playing, I believe, the Celtics they, they open up against, of course. Flyers open up this week, too. Yeah, well, they stink. They're dead to me. Yeah. They are dead to me. We keep getting somber at the end of these episodes. I think it's because we mentioned the Flyers every time. Yeah, I think it is too. Uh, you know, you should not I do think that. Go Birds. Go Birds. They are 5-0. and oh. Let's take it to Dallas. Let's take it to Dallas. I want nothing more than for the Eagles to absolutely trounce the Cowboys. I remember very specifically in the Super Bowl year going – the Eagles went to Dallas Sunday night. Yeah. And absolutely demolished the Cowboys. Yep. That was some of the most fun I've ever had watching a game. That's what I need. I was you with know, a group of people that I'm usually never with during Sunday night football. And it was such a whopping. It was so much fun. And they just, kept zooming in on the fans and the crowd. Yeah. Miserable. I just need a good old fashioned beatdown. I like I. I mean, these these teams are taking years off my life. The Eagles with the, you know, the, the, the close win against the Cardinals. The Phillies, every single game so far has been a nail biter. I mean, I just, I just need a good old fashioned, just absolute destroying of a team, and I, and I just, I really hope it's against the Cowboys, because you know why not? You know why, why not against the Cowboys? F the Cowboys. God, I, I just, I hate them so much, man. I know, man. They're terrible. It's crazy how like. Like, Mark, Michael Parsons obviously went to Penn State. 
the second he was drafted by the Cowboys, instant hatred. And of course he's good, because why wouldn't he be? But yeah, the second you're even mentioned with the Cowboys, I hate you. And it's nothing personal, right? It's just the Cowboys. Either uh, either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Exactly right. And that would ha- that's what happened with Jason Peters. And you know what? I'm I'm a, I'm. It hurts a little bit, Jason. Okay, it hurts. And I know you're hurt right now, but you still went there, and it hurts. I mean, you're a Hall of Famer. Okay, you're a nine-time pro pro bowler with us, and you had to go there. Couldn't have gone to the Jaguars like anyone else who's on the last leg would. Yeah, just like or the Dolphins or something. I know the Dolphins are good, but Miami, you know, Miami's great. Hell, even the Texans. Yeah, if you want to go to Texas, go to Houston. There's a lot of good Tex-Mex in Houston. Yeah. I know what big boys like to eat. There's really good food there. Yeah. Or, or New Orleans has good food, I think. Never been there, but I heard it was good. I, I, I'm pretty sure gumbo is really good there. There you go. You like shrimp? Who doesn't like shrimp? Crawfish? Yeah. They got everything. What is in Texas that you're that, that is so appealing? I don't know. Nothing. It's big. That's all they got. Big and a lot of people. And it's hot. That makes me sad. Stop making it somber, okay? Yeah, why were you doing this? Go birds. Go birds. We've reached Don't our destination it. for the day. <laughs> We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to PHL Sports Nation for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. You can follow us there on Spotify. You can also find us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available, we're most likely there. If not, shoot us an email or DM us. You can shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com, and you can DM us on Twitter. Speaking of, at Twitter, you can follow us at the PHL Bandwagon. We share weekly polls, so we really do like your engagement. Feel free to chat with each other and give us your uh, honest feedback and responses on things. We do like to hear what you guys have to say. Just try to be nice to each other in the comments, you know. Some people like to uh, be a little argumentative and it goes a little too far, but some of them are entertaining. Not not the really far ones, though. Uh, we're also on Facebook at the PHL Bandwagon. Uh, we share our posts there as well. And you can follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels on Twitter. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. Uh, yeah. Go to the Wake Shop for all your merchandising Get a hoodie, get a hat, get a t-shirt, get anything you want. That is there. And I can tell you, the hoodie's very comfortable. If you need a good tailgate hoodie, Eagles have a blackout game at home. I have a black bandwagon hoodie, and it is so comfy. I wear it to bed a lot. But with that being said, we have reached our destination. We'll see you at the next stop, and go birds. Go birds. Go Phillies. Go Phils. Let's go, man. Well, we'll see, you know, Monday, Tuesday, we will uh, we will come back with a reaction. Yeah. You should know who 
the winners by then, right? Yeah. Next week? Yeah, I think so. So. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should. I think we should. Friday and Saturdays in Philly, and then uh, Monday we'll be in Atlanta if it goes to five. So, yeah. Sweet. Next time we record, we will know who is moving on to the National League Championship Series. Go Birds. Go and Bills. Ho- it's the Phillies. 